What's happening? It's your old chuckle buddy. Yes, you. Jonathan James Ramtaran, reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 8th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Welcome to Jonathan Ramtaran, the podcast. How are you doing? Good morning. I'm sorry. If you're new to the podcast, Jonathan Ramtree on the podcast, uh, we, 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 monsieur, we are late this week. Unfortunately, that's just the way the dice rolls. It's the way the cookie crumbles, princess. Calm down. We're late. I'm sorry. Generally speaking, I try to get the podcast up every Tuesday morning. Wednesday for the latest. Well, here we are, Friday morning. If you have any questions, queries, or qualms, complaints, insights into my um, tardiness with the podcast, hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Voice your concerns. Let me know. That way I can be more accountable in my due diligence in... uh, being on time with the podcast. But generally speaking, we're on time, you know. We're 65 episodes in, this being the 65th. And uh, I've been pretty much on time, the majority of them. Like, the vast majority. I'd say about mm, under 10 have been this late. So, that's not bad. That's professional enough. (laughs) Professional-ish. That's like if your doctor, your family doctor, was like a gem the whole time you knew him, but then like, you know, one time uh, you go in there for a checkup, and he whoops, and his cock goes up your ass, you know, whoops, uh, well, you know, every now and then. (laughs) Or you might like it, it might be a revolution for you. Or you might have a light lawsuit that you have on your sleeves, take him for all he's worth, take him to the cleaners, you know. So there's always gifts and uh, curses and uh, in-between when it comes to a situation. There's uh, more than two sides to a coin. There's a coin collection. (laughs) What? I don't know. So anyways, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Let me know. Let me know when I'm... If you're out there and you give a shit if this thing's on time, let me know. All right. So, uh, yeah, a few things going on today. Um, If you're new to the podcast, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, I am an actor. Yes. I'm, uh, what am I? I'm 18 years in the game, stand-up comedy. What? I'm just all over the place, uh, which I also am a stand-up comic. Let me get back to that. I'm an actor as well. 18 years in the game. Uh, and I don't know. That just is a way to talk, a figure of speech. Sometimes it feels like I'm not even in the game at all. <laughs> I'm like on the outskirts. I'm like a cuckold. I'm just like, you know, feverishly jerking at the bit to get into the game, right? Like, put me in, coach. Put me in, coach. You know, like a cuckold. And uh, some days I feel like I'm just like on the outskirts. But you know what? As of late, something within me just kind of opened up. Like uh, like just more confident than ever 
in my acting and I haven't been doing any work. <laughs> I haven't been doing any acting work, but like for the first time in a long time, it just hit me the confidence of like, you know what, man, you've been doing this for a long time. You have a th- diploma in theater arts, which is nothing to scoff at. That means I put two years of full-time studies into being an actor. That's not for the faint of heart. And, uh, you know, I got more confidence today and more drive today than I've had in a long time. So I'm just happy for that, and I'm rocking with it. Um, the truth is it's a very uh, precarious, precarious, precarious industry. So it's like you never really know. But, I mean, that's part of the fun, too, the gamble. The climb, the chase, the click up, you know, and whatever. Hallelujah. Rocking with it. I am a alcoholic. Two years and four months of sobriety. Um, Pretty soon I got to stop counting the months and the days and whatever. It's just like, yo, I'm a sober living man. That's about it. Um, I guess I talk about it or catalog it more so just for the podcast, you know. I mean, when I'm out there in my daily life, I truly don't think about drinking. That's the blessing. Uh, when you're in alcoholism, the way uh, I define my uh, problem is two parts. Uh, I got a condition where if I take a drink of alcohol, I can't say when I'll safely stop, you know. I'll just continue until whatever. Um I just lose that control, and there's the, there comes a physical craving with that, a, a craving, an allergic reaction, some people call it. You know, you just crave, crave more alcohol, you know, and uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's just what it is. And uh, number two. Um, number two, uh, number two, the mental obsession. When you're an alcoholic of my nature, you get like a mental obsession with drinking. So that means like you're continuously thinking about it, continuously chasing it. And, um, mm, it's just not a good good mental space to be in if you've ever been to that place, man, it sucks. You're literally like, you wake up and it's on your mind, I'm never drinking again, or I need a drink, or something about drinking, 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 you're mentally obsessed. Then you go throughout your day just thinking about alcohol. When can I drink next? Should I drink next? I'm, you know, it's like, it's in your head all day long, badgering you, badgering you, henpecking at you nagging you drink 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 don't drink quit drinking what if you didn't what if you didn't drink what if you did drink drink what about drinks 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 did i mention drinks did somebody say drinking drink 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 imbibe that's another word i learned recently imbibe imbibe means um the consumption of liquid uh most notably alcohol to imbibe <laughs> I feel wonderful. I'm in pain every moment. It's just a fucking mental obsession. So, um, anyone out there in addiction, in alcoholism, 
I recommend highly get some treatment. Um, get involved with a program, go to meetings, reach out. You have a beautiful life ahead of you. And, um, you know, it's yours. Don't just, uh, like Bob Marley said, um, excuse me while I like my spliff. No, like Bob Marley said, um, uh, life is your right. And you can't give up the fight. Everything be Irie. Wagwan. <laughs> so yes. Alcoholic. And I am also a temporary laborer. That's another part of my story. Yeah, I'm a janitor. So what? What, you wouldn't kiss a janitor? Huh? Too grimy for you, huh? Oh, yeah, you see these fucking swinging keys and you think I got nothing going for me, huh? Is that what it is? No, Jonathan, no, it's not that. Oh, yes, it is. It's because I'm a fucking filthy janitor, huh? (laughs) No, I don't have a chip on my shoulder about it. It's all in my imagination. (laughs) Actually, I don't have a qualm with it at all. Um, It goes back to my acting. Uh, I'm a janitor by trade, by sentence, and... uh, it facilitates my uh, comedy, my acting. See, I keep jumping ahead. That's another part of my story. I am a stand-up comedian. I will get back to that. I'm kind of uh, stuttering and stammering. It's fucking 4.04 in the a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 4 o'clock and 4 minutes in the morning. Eastern Standard Time. 4.04, baby. On this March 8th, 2019. Up at the crack of dawn, like a fucking janitor, like a fucking performer, like a fucking artist. You know? Getting my kicks before work, you know what I mean? Someone's got to record this bitch-ass podcast. (laughs) Before you go giving me guff for being late, understand the fucking ramifications, the responsibilities, the dimensions, the accountability that goes into recording a podcast. So, uh, yeah, here I am. And, uh, yeah, janitor, yeah, so what? And, uh, but like I said, it facilitates my acting and it facilitates my, to the point, comedy. I am a stand-up comedian, 10 years of experience, um, intermediate phase in which I'm in. I'm, uh, I got a lot of experience, um, but I still got a long ways to go. Uh, I got a lot to learn. A lot to grow. I'm working on a new hour at the moment, um, which is tough because um, stage time is hard to come by in Toronto, Canada. So I'm busting my hump, writing as much as I can, getting on stage as much as I can uh, through my own productions. Yes, trying to um, produce my own shows. So, um, and that's the blessing. I'm getting the full experience. I'm getting the full experience as a performer, you know. Everybody would like to snap their fingers and have what they want. And uh, my story is uh, I get a lot of what I need. And uh, a little bit of what I want. And uh, the blessing in that is I get the full effect, you know. I'm really getting to see that, um, okay, this is what I subscribed for. This is what I subscribed for. 
you know, like I want to be an actor, comedian, artist, and this is what I subscribed for, and I'm getting that full experience of, okay, well, if you want this, you got to get up there and get it, you know, it's not just going to be handed over to you, and it, that's what I mean when I say, uh, like I said earlier, how I'm feeling a lot better about my acting these days. Feeling a lot better about my comedy, too, because it's like the accountability, the strife, the jerking motions, the jerking motions, like all that strife and tension, the hustle and bustle, it makes it even more near and dear to you, you know? So it's part of the... uh, Part of my stripes. I'm earning my stripes. I'm earning my bones. And, uh, you know, could take a fucking lifetime to earn them, too. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, like I told you, 10 years of stand up comedy, 18 years of uh, acting. And it's like, you know, whatever. <laughs> Blanking out, you know what I mean? It's like, you yeah, had all this experience. What do you have to say about it? Die, I, I. So, anyways, those are the four things that sum me up. At the moment. Actor. Temporary laborer. Alcoholic. Stand-up comedian. So welcome to the show. Uh Uh-huh. I am on the morning of a very important moment in my janitorial career. Yes. Not many comedians... Custodian comedians have soared to the heights of which I've soared. Today I have the honor of substituting for a janitor among janitors. This man that I'm substituting for at work has 20 years in the custodial services. He is a legend in the building we work. He is off to get a bunion removed at the doctor's office. Sliced off bunion. They're going to stick his fucking foot in a deli slicer and lop off a fucking uh, bunion. From all those years of walking around emptying garbage bins, I guess. But uh, yes, uh, a custodian amongst custodians I'm filling in for uh, today at work. And um, yeah, he's a kind of a tense dude. Intense dude. Very nice guy, though, but pretty intense he goes okay um he's showing me around right yesterday he was giving me the rundown it's just hilarious so it's like uh yeah jonathan yeah at work my my boss uh she's this little um peruvian lady very uh very funny and animated and okay jonathan jonathan okay jonathan you got to go over to the building and um uh uh steve steve is going to show you jonathan how to uh how to clean the building at the... Uh, okay, thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> thank you, Jonathan. So, uh, you know, I'm getting sent over to um, learn the ropes from this uh, custodian that's going to go away for surgery. He's been 20 years in the service, right? So I go over to meet him at his building, right? And, uh, you know, hi, how's it going? Okay, you hear? Yeah, let me put this mop bucket away. Okay, I'm going to show you this. You know, you're going to love it. It's easy. It's very straightforward. Uh, there's only six floors. There's a crossover section on every floor. Over here, let me show you. So he's just like strictly business, right? And takes me down to the little fucking, um, the little fucking janitor nest. 
where they keep all like the supplies, like the toilet paper, the paper towels, and the soap, and the and the uh, hand sanitizer, right? And he's like, okay, here's where we keep all the facilities. Uh, here's where we keep all the um, uh, supplies. Uh, we put the zero one nine hundreds in this bin. We put the two fifty O's over here, and he's calling the fucking toilet paper and the and and the fucking hand towels, paper towels. He's calling them by their fucking serial number. As if they're like these, like, you know, it's like, okay, this over here is the 2190. Uh, great set of um, hand paper towels. Here over here is the 1501s. Beautiful toilet paper. Like he's like ex- explaining the fucking, he's calling the fucking, um, the toiletries by their fucking serial numbers. I'm like, wow, man, this guy's intense. But hey, man, it's his pleasure. It's his whatever the fuck. It's his world, man. 20 years of service ain't nothing to scoff at. Very funny guy. Well, I don't know if he's funny intentionally, but he just is funny because, okay, over here, blah, blah, blah. Let's just, okay, whatever. And uh, so then he takes me to, um, and fuck it, man. I'm going to wrap it up on that. <laughs> 20 years of service, and it just sums it up in like five seconds. <laughs> okay, here's how you clean a toilet. All right, you got it? I'm like, oh, yeah. But um, that being said, though, does he ever do a good job? I mean, everybody there knows him and likes him, and uh, you know he he puts it he puts himself into the job. It's a simple, straightforward job that needs to be done, and he puts himself into it. And okay, this is the the fourth floor. This is the fifth floor. Um, as you can see, they're the same floors. I'm like, okay. So he showed me around. Uh, he told me how. To, oh yeah, he goes. Um, when you're putting in the toilet paper rolls, um, always put the flap facing in. I don't want to see the flaps facing out. Always inwards. Got it? I'm like, wait a minute. So you want me to put the flaps of the toilet papers facing inward? Yes, the flaps of the toilet paper facing inwards. Uh, okay, I think I got it. You got it? I think so. And he's, t- and he's showing me how to change the fucking paper towel. When you're putting the paper towel in, you got to make sure the flaps interlock. Otherwise, when you go to pull the last one, then it all falls out. Don't want to see that. Always have the flaps um, overlapping each other. Just makes for a cleaner uh, dismount. Okay. <laughs> have fun at surgery. Fuck. Anyway. Yeah, so I'm, uh, <laughs> I have the pleasure filling in for this man, uh, this legend amongst legends, 20 years plus in the game of uh, custodial uh, caretaking, and, uh, you know, he was actually kind of an inspiration, really, because, you know, um, as oddball as he is, you know, he's a married man, he's very um, personable and, uh, well, borderline annoying, you know, those people that are just, like, really... Um, they're them, they're themselves, they're them, what's the word, or what's the saying, it's like, oh, that's so-and-so, they're that way, or whatever, they're like that, it's like, he's himself, like, totally, like, this custodian, like, he's just, he's the king of his own world, though he does have a lot of personable personality, and a lot of, um, what's the word, um, He has consideration, you know. He's not a complete obnoxious idiot or anything, though he is a little bumbleheaded, a little bit obnoxious. But 
look at me for God's sakes. <laughs> so whatever. But um, you know, and I got a smile on my face this morning, which is good. Going to fill in for this dude. He's gonna he's gonna be back uh, back from the bunion surgery on uh, Tuesday. Today's Friday, so he he should be back sometime mid next week. So I'm covering for him till then. And, uh, you know, like I said, I got a smile on my face this morning because I was having a couple rough days at work the last couple days. I was just, I don't know, it was really, uh, really, my ego was getting to me. People were annoying me. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing this for? Mopping up fucking piss. It's not like that. It's not quite that bad, but... (laughs) You know, it's like, you know, what am I doing changing paper toilet, paper towel to spend, what am I, fuck, who gives a shit, you know, it's like, what am I doing this moronic bullshit for, right? Then the humility is like, well, who the fuck are you, man, you know, buddy, like, who the fuck are you? Somebody's got to clean these fucking toilets, why not you? What difference does it make? Who fucking cares, man? It's a paycheck. It keeps you in the game of comedy and acting, which is exactly who you are. This doesn't mean anything. All that it can possibly mean is an opportunity to make some money and to assist your coworkers. Be of assistance. Don't be there in some angry, pissy, fucking self-centered, egotistical, nightmare shitstorm. Just go and be of service. What's the big fucking deal? And some days it's hard to keep that up, that energy up, because the, the, the impulse is, just, is to say, just fuck it all. Be like everybody else. Fuck everybody. Fuck everybody. Be cynical. Be the way of the world. The way of the world generally is cynic. Cynical. Fuck everybody and fuck everything. I'm here for myself. Well, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. As um, uh, that brown guy from Office Space said, an eye from the eye keeps the whole world blind. And... What's the point of, like, letting people take you down a negative path? Because when you feed into other people's negativity and self-centeredness, and you let it define or define you, or if you let it influence you, then you get cheapened. You cheapen yourself and you go down to their level. For example, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. I've been going tit for tat from, with motherfuckers lately at work. And, you know, I don't feel so great about it because it's like I went eye for eye with them. But sure, it may have been just, but it was also kind of, it, it, it cheapened me. Like, here's an example. Um, there's this security guard. He's this windbag fucking... So, um, did you know this? Did you know that? Blah, blah, blah. I'm a wealth of knowledge. Blah, blah, blah. blah, 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 blah. Did you know? Blah, blah, blah. He just babbles on, like, incessantly. He's always talking to people, giving his fucking two cents, chiming in about the weather, talking about the hockey game. Talking. So the other day, I go to mop up the fucking lobby. I'm going to mop the lobby. Now, this Bumbaclut, this fucking rasclut, bumbaclut, this fucking idiot shit-tard fucking security officer. <sighs> this idiot, he knows that I'm on a schedule. I've had this discussion with him. I'm on a janitorial custodial schedule. 
I have all my stops. I got to go change the toilet paper, mop this, do that, blah, 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 blah. I'm on a schedule. You know, I am, uh, I'm at the whim of my bosses. You know, I'm, I go and I do what I'm told. I'm on a schedule. And he's he seen me from time to time. Oh, do you mind uh, mopping behind uh, the, the security desk, please? Just really quick. It's not, I'm, I'm like, uh, okay, yeah, I can do that. No problem. I'll mop behind your desk. But to let you know in the future, you have to put requests in through the facilities. I can't just leap about and do what people ask me to do because I'm on a schedule. I have the things that I have to be taken care of. And at the end of the day... I have to answer to my bosses. That's who I care to answer to. Not you. Not you and your fucking opinion. My boss. That's who I answer to. My supervisor. My boss. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's, it'll just take a little... Again, I know it's really quick. But think about it. It adds up. Everybody's got their little requests. Because they're all pathetic, uh, office-dwelling, miserable fucks. So everybody's always got their own little fucking blah, blah, blah about this and blah, blah, blah about that. Nonsensical bullshit jargon to waste my fucking time. So if I answer everyone's fucking cries and pleas, then I'll never get anything fucking done. And it's all pointless to begin with. So what I have to do is focus on what my fucking boss tells me to do. Is that okay with you, asshole? Can I live? Is that okay? Oh, okay, well, I'm, uh, yeah. So this fucking guy knows what time it is. I already told him that, like, I'm on a schedule. So then the other day, this was like Monday or some shit. I, I go to mop the, the, are you following me on this? Uh, I got a mop bucket and uh, I'm pushing my mop bucket. I'm going to, like, mop up a spill or something or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. Uh, I was mopping up something in the lobby. This fucking security guard's looking at me. You know, um, it's not really the optimal time to mop at the moment. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, um, uh, you know, it's getting close to lunch, and uh, well, actually, you know what? There's people here all the time. This is a busy building. It doesn't matter what what time of day you mop. There's always people. Well, I know, I know, I know. It's just that it's just that you know, if you really think about, actually, you know what? I'm not trying to think about it. I'm actually just trying to mop the shit and leave. So, thank you. And I just cut him right the fuck off and I just mopped the floor. And uh, I was blunt. Blunt. And did it feel good? Mm. No. It didn't feel good. It momentarily felt good just to, just to silence him. You know, um, it's not exactly... Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, I'm doing this and then I'm leaving. Oh, okay, um... I was blunt, I was to the point. I wasn't particularly, well, yeah, I was rude. I mean, whenever you're blunt, it's, there's a level of rudeness involved <laughs> when you're blunt with a person. But, um, fuck, this is what this idiot called for. So that's what I gave him. And <sighs> mixed feelings. Another situation. There's a gym. There's a gym, uh... What do you call it? A gym. Uh, yeah, like a gym, a fitness gym, you know? You've probably never seen a gym, have you? You fucking uh, 
<laughs> you lazy fucking lummox. You lazy lummox. Cruella DeVille said that once in, do uh, you remember 101 Dalmatians? Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille, if she doesn't scare ya, no evil thing will. Take a look at that puss and then you'll want to spill. Cruella DeVille, Cruella DeVille. Uh, uh, yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, there was Patches, uh, Rolly. Well, what were the names of those little mutts? Uh, Patches, Rolly, uh, Checkers. I don't know. <laughs> they were cute as a fucking button, you know? Oh, God, they were amazing. I love how they try to act so innocent, too. Like, the only way to get 101 Dalmatians is, for, is to fuck 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> they try to act so innocent, you know? That's the only way to get 101 Dalmatians is you got to fuck 101 Dalmatians, right? Believe me. And, um, you know, Pongo and Purdy or whatever the fuck their names were, they were fucking like madness. Cuella <laughs> <Guella> de Ville. <clears throat> but anyways, like I was going to say, um, something about 101 Dalmatians and Cuella uh, de Ville. Uh, what? Where, where was I going on this tangent? Um, didn't feel good to... Oh, yeah, like a gym. Yes, yeah, fat. <laughs> For some reason, I was mentioning... Remember Rolly? Yeah. Oh, oh mother, I'm hungry. <laughs> mother, mother, I'm hungry. Mother, I'm hungry. That little chubby fucking uh, Dalmatian. <laughs> He's never seen a gym. Uh, yes, that's where my mind goes when I think about. Um, yeah, I love it. See, that's how that's like the comedic mind. Somebody tells you to think something serious, and then you just think the dumbest thing possible. I'm like, you know, fitness, your health. You got to take care of your health. Like that fat fucking Dalmatian on 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll liken it to um, Rory. Oh, mother, I'm hungry. Go and watch that movie. You'll love it. I guarantee it. It wasn't as good as Aristocats, though. I liked Aristocats better. Which cats are blessed with the finest furs and faces? Which cats are blessed with the finest crew them all? Oh, not your element. Not your element. Oh, not your element. The Aristocats. Oh, cats, aristocratic flaring, and they doing what they say. They're gone. They're gone. Duchess? Kittens? Oh, where are you? They're gone. They're gone. <laughs> yeah, the aristocats. These fucking cats get kidnapped. <laughs> Catnapped. Yeah, this old fucking, this rich old bag, right? This witch old widow. She's going to bestow her fucking millions when she dies to her fucking kittens. Leaving her fucking um, butler, like myself, I can relate, her fucking custodial butler. 30 years of service. She's going to leave him in the fucking lurch. Fucking bestow millions of diamonds upon these fucking kittens. So he fucking catnaps these fucking kittens and tries to drown them in a lake. <laughs> But somehow they survive and they have to learn how to be a street-talking, wise-jiving fucking alley cat. These fucking uppity fucking... 
I used to wear slacks and Italian shoes. Because downtown came uptown for you. These fucking um, uptown fucking kittens got to learn the fucking downtown patois in fucking um, 1920s Paris. Paris. And these fucking kittens are on the fucking lamb trying to get back to their fucking, uh, you know, mistress to claim their millions from that fucking lousy, no good, good for nothing butler that tried to drown them in a lake. The Aristo cats. <laughs> Not your illimo. Not your illimo, the Aristo cats. Ah, good movie. Love it. Everybody, everybody, I'm telling you, everybody wants to be a cat. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody wants to be a cat. Because the cat's the only cat who knows how to swing. Tell me I'm getting down with that feline beat. Because everybody wants to be a cat. <clears throat> I want to be a cat. <clears throat> so, uh, yes, Cuella de Vil, 101 fucking Dalmatians, Aristocats, uh, these are things that are going to help you learn about fitness, <laughs> because, um, you know, some of those cats were overweight, so were so those Dalmatians, Roly, I'm hungry, mother, really I am, hungry, but anyways, <clears throat> I mentioned this because I was slopping up some fucking mess at a fucking uh, fitness facility at work. There's a gymnasium in the uh, office building I work. There's a gym. And uh, so, uh, you know, it doesn't feel good to go eye for an eye. It really don't, right? Because like, there's this lady at the gym, right? She's like a trainer. She's always on my fucking chops about shit. And she's nobody to me. She ain't nothing. She ain't no, she ain't no boss. She ain't no Coella DeVille sent fucking chills up my spine this bitch ain't nothing to me right and you know the other day i'm at work and she goes um okay um how many men are in the change room and i'm like uh sorry i didn't count bye look i'm just i was just blunt with her right because like you know she's on my chops about you know i don't know why she's even fucking talking to me and like the just the way she comes up to me is there any men in the change room uh, no. Sorry, no. She goes, is there any men in the change room? And I'm like, well, yeah, there's a couple. She goes, well, how many? I'm like, well, sorry, I didn't count. Bye. An eye for an eye. You're going to talk to me like an asshole, then I'm going to talk to you like an asshole. You know what I mean? Don't feel good, though, because it cheapens me. I'm not trying to hold on to these... Uh, petty feelings, petty ways. I want to be of service and enjoy my time with people. If I'm going to interact with you, let's make it fucking pleasant. I don't want to bicker with you and go tit for tat with you. Like, just fuck off. <laughs> but that's how a lot of people's mentalities are, man. They're just, they're ragtag, fucking pull each other down. And, ugh. I don't know, that's just some of the shit I've been dealing with at work. But um, thankfully, it's just in work. Because then, it's not even just in work. I mean, like, at work, I kind of have to address it, right? Because, you know, you got you to gotta work with people, right? 
So when people get talking at me and shit, sometimes I got to hit them back with a little bit of a, hey, hey, wake up, you know, like, watch out how you speak to me. Like, I'm not, this ain't cute, right? Otherwise, they won't learn. You have to go an eye for an eye with them sometimes because otherwise they just don't learn. You know, people take kindness for weakness, unfortunately. And um, that's just how it's been in my experience. But like I said, it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good going eye for an eye because um, it leaves the whole world uh, impotent. You know, how are you supposed to fuck? Leaves the whole world blind. So, anyway, I'm no longer a people pleaser, is what I'm getting at. And I'm trying to do it in the most diplomatic way possible. Because a part of why I do put up with people's bullshit from time to time is really self centered. It's to be a people pleaser, it's to not shake the boat. Don't rock the boat, don't rock the boat, baby. Rock the boat, don't rock the boat, boo-boo. I think I heard that on a family guy. Cleveland. Don't rock the boat, baby. Come on, don't rock the boat, honey. He was like singing a song or something. But um, anyways. Uh, yeah, like being a people pleaser. It's usually about being viewed in a good light. Not about actually pleasing somebody. It's kind of self-centered. There's all there's all sorts of things that go with being a people pleaser, but um, I'm no longer doing that. I'm I'm cool with if hey like if you, if you dislike me due to um your perceived injustices, believe me, my perception is that I'm I'm uh, living and let live, living and let lived. Live and let live. That's the way I do it. The golden rule, as Jesus Christ taught us. Do unto others as you'll do unto yourself. I'm not imposing on people. I'm not dictating, uh, ordering, uh, you know, delegating shit to people. I'm not doing that. I don't step on people's toes. So when generally when I'm button heads with somebody, I can safely say it's because they came into my orbit and started delegating and um, fucking ordering me about or talking to me in a certain way because I'm not trying to talk to anybody. You know, I, I talk to who I want to talk to and when I can talk and I, I like the opportunity to have a nice conversation. And when I'm doing that, I'm never in a position of trying to overtake somebody or talk. To, like That's not my fucking bag of tricks. I know what I need to do for me. I'm focused on me, what I need to do, in being of service to people, others. So when I get eye for an eye with someone, it's because they've been fucking with me. They've been poking me in the eye. Okay, well, now I'm going to rip out your eye, you fucking idiot. So, anyway, that's what I'm trying to get at, you know? In those two explanations there, um, the security guard. Why are you mopping the floor at this time? I have the most optimal time to mop the floor i know what the most optimal time is to mop a floor like that fucking idiot and that lady at the gym you know uh is there any men in the change room well how many like i'm not her fucking little minion to go check about to see what to count how many naked men are in a fucking change room like what the fuck are you what who 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 are you talking to am i your little errand boy 
See, that's what I'm talking about, going eye for an eye with people lately and, you know, because I'm no longer a people pleaser. And where I'm, where I'm at is I'm trying to find a way to do that diplomatically, justly, with some class. I'm not trying to get petty. Luckily, I haven't. I haven't disintegrated into a complete blow up and blah, 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 and yeah, 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 and fuck you. But I've been very terse, very uh, blunt, and uh, I got to find a cleaner way, a classier way of doing that. Hallelujah. I ain't perfect. I just want to be a cat. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a new watch. That's a blessing. A new watch. Yeah, I recently picked up a new watch. It's kind of a classy uh, Casio timepiece. It's kind of funky. I'm going to post a picture. Uh, that's one thing I do on the podcast. When I get little blessings, little new little new things that are interesting that somebody might want to see a picture of, you know. This all came about because uh, one time I was at uh, Winner's. And I saw a man taking a picture of his shoes. He was like snapping a picture of his new shoes. I'm like, oh my God, how pathetic. Like, give it a break, you narcissistic fuck. Who cares about your stupid shoes, your stupid sneakers, right? Then I got to thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? He's enthusiastic. He's happy to have something new and nice. He wants to show it to his friends or family. It's something fun and silly. And, you know, why why be so tight, tight? high bound why be so rigid you know just get a little get a little silliness whatever so i started snapping pictures of like uh just the stupid shit you pick up from time to time you know oh i got a new backpack i took a picture of that and put it on my fucking website you know like i don't know it's just a little way of having gratitude and appreciating what i have you know what i mean it doesn't have to be like, I swear to God, if I ever buy a Rolls Royce, I'm never taking a picture of that. It's, it's not about that. It's not about blinging it up and, you know, it's, it's about just, you know, having gratitude for the little small things, right? This Casio timepiece, I bought it for $57 off of, a, off of Walmart's website, you know? I know their, globa- their globalization, fucking world-raping, uh, you know, shit-awful fucking company, apparently, according to some documentary I might have watched. But, like, they got some good deals. They're rolling back prices all over the place, so put on a happy face. Chair squeaking. I should go get them WD-40 from Walmart. Anyways, um, yeah, I went and bought a fucking uh, time watch, timepiece Casio watch. It's a classy little number. I'm going to put it up on the podcast website. Uh, the reason I mention is in the past, um, yeah, I was thinking about this. The past two watches I've owned, I've scratched the face of them in a drunken debacle, passed out on the floor, literally going to the hospital. Yeah. The last two watches I had were both scratched up in separate incidents that all ended the same. I was too drunk, I passed out, and somehow I ended up in the hospital. The first time, um, I had a Casio, no, not a Casio, a Citizen. It was actually quite a nice watch. It was like a gold-plated Citizen Eco Drive watch. 
it ran on kinetic motion. So I'd have to wake up at the crack of the dawn, jerk off a couple times just to set the watch. I know it's a cheap little gag. Who cares? But, um, yeah, that's how I'd have to set the time on that watch. It ran on kinetic motion. You know, the, the motion of your hand would wind the watch. Well, I had this watch for like maybe a month. It took me like fucking two months to save up for it. I was buying it. I was paying. I was. I was. Buy, I was paying for it on layaway. Uh, this was when I was in high school. I was like sixteen or something. And uh, finally, I, I I I pay off the layaway. I got the watch. One night, I'm hammered. It was like uh, I remember this night completely. It was like my friend Joe. He was having like a party at his house. And we're walking towards his house, and it was like a couple days after New Year's, I think. It was like January 3rd or something. We're walking to his house. I was already six beers in, because I remember I drank a six-pack of beer at home. And I was like 16, and uh, you know, I drank a six-pack of beer, and uh, we're walking over to his house. We may have smoked a joint. I can't really remember this, if that happened. But uh, yeah, so I'm already kind of lit up. And I remember um, we're walking and talking, and then uh, we pull out the vodka bottle. And I remember just taking a big glug of vodka. And that was the last I could remember. Woke up in the hospital. And uh, yeah, the watch was all scratched up. I was all scratched up, beat up, bruised, you know. And I didn't think anything of it. That's pretty damn serious to wake up in a hospital and just to be like, hmm. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> uh, the second time, uh, I was about uh, 24 or 25. I bought a diesel watch. This was a pretty dope watch. It kind of looked like, you know, like uh, those Casio sports watches that are like plastic? G-Shock or whatever those are called? Yeah, the G-Shock watches. Uh, I had one like that, but it was like a, it was, it was a little bit more... Uh, square like uh it wasn't uh it wasn't circular like the g-shock it was like square and it was a diesel watch well i bought that watch and uh i was i don't know this was like 2000 and i don't know 2009 2010 2010 or something like that so how old was i then 2010 would have made me uh, 24. Huh? Is that right? Yeah. 26. Yeah, 24. 24, 25. I don't care. I'm too. It's too. I'm too fucking old. Too fucking blind. It's too early in the morning for this bullshit, man. I don't want to fucking do math. I was like 24, 25 or something, and um. I fucking, uh, yeah, I remember going to, it was like taco night. <laughs> it was taco night at some fucking dive bar that my friend used to always go to. And uh, he used to always go there. I never really went there. And I joined him one night. I went to this taco night. And, uh, you know, I was fucking hammered, drinking the fucking Coronas, the shots of tequila. At some point, I think I did a line of Coke. Like, I remember somebody's like, yo, you want a bump? I was like, okay. And I went to the bathroom, did a couple bumps. I don't know how this happened. I must have just... Sometimes, that's another part of my drinking. It was so inconsistent. I never had a real rhythm to my drinking. I just kind of... Sometimes I could drink a lot. Sometimes I couldn't. Sometimes I would pass out. Sometimes I wouldn't. I would just go through all these different ups and downs. I was never a very consistent drinker. That was a part of my problem. You're always chasing... uh, 
Well, not always, but some people, they think that they can learn how to drink if they have a serious drinking problem. Oh, well, eventually I'll learn how to. Well, you probably won't, in my experience. If you're having problems blacking out drinking, you're, you're a problematic drinker, you, you have problems and you act and you, your behavior is kind of fucked when you drink, chances are it's not going to get any better. But, hey, that's just my experience. Anyways, it was one of those nights where it's just like, you know, for some reason I just blacked out. And I guess I just passed out on the fucking pavement outside of the bar. I was having a cigarette and I just fell down. Smacked my fucking face. Uh, my face was all fucked up. Thank God I didn't lose any teeth because I face planted. I remember I had a big cut on my face and my, my face was all scratched up. And I remember I woke up in the hospital and um, I was really in my uh, early comedy career. Uh, and I, uh, yeah, I was 24 because I was like two years into comedy about that time. So I was like 24. And um, I just thought it was hilarious, right? So, um, well, actually, yeah, I thought it was funny. So, you know, I'm, I'm just like singing and blah, 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 right? I'm just like, like, I don't know. I was just singing some bullshit. I forget what I was singing. Then the nurse comes over and she's just like, um, you know, just because you're drunk doesn't mean you can do this, you know. Just because you're drunk doesn't mean you can act like an asshole. I was like, yeah, watch me. Pass me my underwear. Like, I was, I was like, naked, right? So I'm like, hand me my underwear. She's like, fuck you. She didn't swear at me, but you know, I did tell her to pass me my underwear. <laughs> and she was just like, ah, I don't know what she said. She, like, stormed out of the room. So then I got up, and I just started ripping out the IVs, right? I was, you know, I was trapped. They had me on, I don't know what the fuck. They had me on an IV drip. I guess they were just trying to rehydrate me. I don't know what the fuck. I, I don't know. To this day, I don't know. I just... I was like, I get up in my drunken haze and I'm ripping out the IVs and I get my underwear and I put my underwear on, right? I was buck naked. Put my underwear on. Well, I had the little fucking uh, hospital gown on, right? But, you know, it's just, you know, three sheets to the wind, half naked, right? I'm putting my fucking underwear on and I'm stumbling around and shit. The doctor's like following behind me. Sir, sir, can you please get back to your bed, sir, sir? I'm like, ah, fuck off. And I'm stumbling through the fucking hallways of this fucking hospital, right? And I get outside the hospital, and I realize it's the same hospital my mother had died in. My mother died in the same hospital like two years earlier from, uh, she had a stroke, she had heart problems. Uh, she was a lifelong smoker, chain smoker, and it eventually caught up with her. She had a stroke. Uh, she was under for a while, and then she died. So she died in the same hospital about two years earlier, and I'm just like, oh my, sh I was like fucking high, drunk, incoherent, on this IV drip, stumbling around, just dazed, because I had, like, smacked my head. I had smacked my head on the fucking pavement. So I'm just in this fucking drunken, drugged out, punch drunk fucking daze. And I'm standing in the fucking parking lot of this hospital my mother had died in. And I just started bawling. I'm like, holy fuck, am I dead? I thought I was dead. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm fucking dead. And I was, like, crying. And then the fucking doctor pops up. Is everything okay? I'm like, ah, fuck you. And then I, <laughs> then I disappeared into the night. I literally just walked off into the night. Then I was at a fucking uh, bus station, and there was this guy standing there having a cigarette. And I came up to him. I'm like, yo, can I buy a cigarette off you? I reached into my wallet, pulled out a bloody $5 bill. This asshole actually had the nerve to take it. Took the fucking bloody $5 bill, gave me a cigarette, lit up a cigarette. <laughs> 
then stumbled home. Stumbled home in the dark. Passed out on the couch. Flopped down on the couch. When I woke up, I got on the phone and I called my buddy. I had planned to go to a movie with my buddy that night. And I called my buddy up. I'm like, oh, hey, bro, sorry. Uh, I'm not going to be able to make the movie. He goes, John, are you serious? I was like, yeah, no, I can't make the movie. He goes, he goes, that w the movie was like almost two days ago. I'd been passed out on my fucking couch for like 24 hours or like close to 24 hours or like, you know, like it was a serious deal, man. Like I was, fuck, I could have died, really. And uh, it was weird. Just really weird. Like I just, it was like a lost day. It's just like oh, I, I don't, I don't even remember. I was just passed out on my couch, <laughs> and uh, that's when I noticed the diesel watch was all scratched up too. I'm like ah, for fuck's sakes, ah, fuck off. I had my my fucking diesel watch was all scratched up, right? <laughs> fuck. Yeah, drinking. So now I got this new Casio watch. $57 special from Walmart. It's a little honey of a timekeeper. And uh, yeah, really looking forward to bust this baby open. Part of why I bought it was um, for Our Righteous Mike, the stand-up comedy show that I'm producing here in Toronto, Canada. You know, when I'm uh, on stage, i got to keep time of myself, keep time of the other comedians that I book. And uh, yeah, I thought, why not have a little watch to help me out with that instead of just guessing yeah it sounds like 15 minutes <clears throat> why don't i have a watch to to help me with that little uh little uh situation so yeah um feeling very grateful feeling very grateful to be able to post this picture of my new watch reflect on um, some of my drinking escapades and going forward knowing that I'm doing it for real. I'm present. I'm in the moment. I'm in the now. I'm trying to uh, live and let live. I'm not trying to go tit for tat, eye for eye with people. I'm just trying to be real. You know what I mean? And that's really important to me these days. Because, you know, my happiness depends upon it. And further stretching, further reaching, the happiness of the world depends on this. You know, the better one another are to one another, the better we are to each other, the better the world is. We have to get that into our minds. Everybody goes to work for the sake of a paycheck out for themselves. They're cynical. They're self-centered. Myself included. We all have those tendencies. But you got to check those. Because, you know, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Then all of a sudden, we're not itchy anymore. We don't have to go through the world scratching. Oh, I'm so fucking itchy and anxious. Like, you, you can calm the fuck down and just be present. Be there for one another. Calm down. Live and let live. 
You know what I mean? Don't lord over one another. Don't impose on one another. It's a tough road to follow because, you know, generally speaking, what's in it for you? Right? What's in it for you to be considerate of somebody? Why? Fuck them. Who gives a shit? Let them stand on the subway when you can easily um, move your bag. You know, let them stand there. Who gives a shit? My bag has to sit down, you know? I'm buttoned in front of this lineup. Ah, fuck everybody. Garbage? I don't pick up my own garbage. I throw it on the garf, on the floor. Fuck it. Some janitor will figure it out, right? Um, and then it goes deeper than that, you know? Millions? Yes, I'll defraud the taxpayers. Millions? What do I care? I'm the prime minister, or I'm the fucking president, or I'm the fucking warlord. I'm going to rule my country however I want to rule my country. Fuck it. You know? And, I don't know, man. Like that fucking Indian guy from Office Space, the movie, said, an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. I want to see. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. I can see all obstacles in my way. Finally the happiness I've been praying for. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshining day. Bright, 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 and nothing but blue skies. Is that Lionel Richie? I like him. <laughs> I do. The one song I really liked of his. Uh, Maybe it's the Commodores. Yeah. Uh. It's going to be some sweet, so sweet. <clears throat> it's going to be some sweet, so sweet sounds on the night shift. You know, do, 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 do. you know you're not alone on the night shift. Some singers are so good that you can't even do an impersonation of them. To like, some, well, it's not that he, the, their voices are very unique and smooth. And, you know, the Commodores, is that the Commodores? Lionel Richie, the night shift? Marvin, Marvin, he was a friend of mine. He delivered up the world. Into our mind Marvin, Marvin Sing about the joy and pain He opened up our minds Keep it up Sing your song Forevermore, evermore, evermore There's gonna be some sweet sounds Sweet sounds On the night shift <laughs> Night shift, baby Fuck, I'm working the morning shift. Blood clot, boomba clot, bloody hell, man. 4.53 in the a.m. I gotta get out of here, y'all. Mop a floor. But yes, thank you very much for listening. Yes. Coming up, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast. Uh, very thankful for doing it. I'm going to strive to be more on time. Uh, I've just been a little bit, uh, now that I've got the new watch I can look at and blah, 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 I could be more on time with the podcast. And uh, yeah, 
continue being more in time with the podcast, really. I shouldn't beat myself up too bad. A couple weeks in a row, I've been late, so, you know, feeling a little guilty. So, yeah, I'm going to be more on time with the podcast. And I want to read you a quick email before I get out of here. Uh, let me pull it up here. Should have had this prepared, but you know how it is. Uh, <clears throat> don't always think things through at fucking 5 o'clock in the fucking morning, you know? What are you doing? You're probably sleeping right now. Fucking lazy piece of shit. Why don't you wake up and record a podcast? And do something with your fucking life. Instead of judging other people for your fucking... Um, you with other people with your fucking... Uh, for your fucking failures. Okay, anyway, here, check this. <clears throat> Hi, John. Thanks for thinking of... <clears throat> thanks for thinking of our space. Have you been to our studio before? If you check out our calendar online... Scroll down for the calendar. It will give you a better idea of the available dates and times. Thank you for letting us... Uh, thank you for reaching out to our studio. So-and-so. To which I replied to that email. Uh, thank you for your reply. Yada, yada, yada. This is a stand-up comedy show. Blah, 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 blah. I've checked the online calendar. Do you book on a first-come, first-served basis? Business, business, business. Our Righteous Mike. The stand-up comedy show extravaganza that I produce here in Toronto, Canada is in the process of getting a new home. This is real. Um, as I spoke on the podcast uh, in the past couple weeks, um, I had recently uh, quit the venue that um, I was hosting my show at and uh, water off a duck's ass. Quack, don't need them. Fuck it, beat it. I'm out of here. So I quit that venue. They were, they were just, uh, you know, not for me, so to speak, to leave it at that. So now I'm in the process of booking my own studio. Not my own studio, but booking time at a studio for the show. Very blessed, very happy. Um, and, uh, that's why I can't go down that negative road with, um, eye for an eye type of tactics, right? I'm too blessed to stress. So, hallelujah, that's gonna do ya. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtran. Reporting live for duty on this magnificent March 8th in the year of our Lord, 2019. Our Righteous Mike. Hit us up at Our Righteous Mike on Facebook. Details to come. Shows to come. Uh, questions, queers, or qualms. Hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Send them in, baby. I'll talk about whatever. Let's keep it fucking, uh, let's keep a dialogue going. Okay. Until next time, you live it, love it, and realize it. Peace. Ha 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 ha!